pizza places too. Well, look at pizza places. Didn't uh... in Jersey? Yeah, a lot of places around here, the small mom and pop shops, only take cash. They don't take card. Oh, okay, okay. So Lenny, you get what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. We, we get at the same thing. Just mm-hmm. yeah. You're didn't just Lenny tipping me to a little more game? That's all. Didn't Lenny Dykstra have yeah. a chain of uh, car washes? He did actually. Yeah, I thought he did. Yeah. Didn't yeah, Marvin? Yeah. Didn't Marvin Harrison shoot someone in a car wash? I think that was one of his clubs. I think it was outside one of his. Cl- maybe it was a car wash, but I thought it was maybe outside one of his clubs or something. It might have been a car wash though. Can you think but of he any snowed other? Y'all so great. That was hilarious. Can you think of any other famous car wash incidents? I know DP one time <clears throat> we were heading home from the bar and our other buddy was picking up Taco Bell and. I was driving DP's car because he drank too much, and he said he had to throw up. So I pulled over into a closed gas station, and I told him to go throw up in the car wash, and he did. That's hilarious. That's funny. Those poor. I just enjoy the movie The Wash. Does that count with Snoop Dogg and Dre and Eminem? No, because that was horrible. You didn't like that. Who would like that? That came out when I was like 13, 14, and it was so. You get where I'm getting at with this. Like, it's not a good movie now. But at that time, when you're like a teenager, it's funny. I get it. And it's Snoop and Eminem and Dre. Yeah, I get it. it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shitty movies I liked when I was a kid, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I keep forgetting you're like 15, you know? You know, I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) I usually feel old as shit, and then you both just make me feel like I don't know shit, like I'm the baby. So it's okay. I enjoy that. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> I can tell you that DP story ends with me eating his Taco Bell. Why? Well, he had cleared he out puking. room. What no, he, he cleared went, out room? He went right to bed. <laughs> I feel so bad for the assholes that work at the goddamn car wash. They just get up in the morning and some dick off is thrown up in the goddamn car wash. Oh, being a porter? Having to, having to porter all the nasty-ass cars? Or working out but I work at the limousine uh, place there with all the nasty parties in the back of some weird limousines. Oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Platt, you just you just got your car washed, and now there's going to be a hurricane. Yep, that's pretty much how it goes. Well, that's fun. <laughs> well, this is going to be a dynam- I mean- this is going to be a dynamite episode. You guys are full of uh, full of piss and vinegar today. It's Atlanta, though, man. The fact that I got a good, what, three, four days of clean car sans rain, because it rained today as well. I got to count that as a win. Yeah, there's just been too much fucking rain in Jersey lately, too. Like, it's just fucking weird. Feels like I moved to Seattle. Same. It's been like that since I've been here. I had no idea. I swear to God, man, the first summer we were here, man, it felt like I was in a goddamn rainforest, because... I don't remember, I don't recall a day in the summertime where it didn't fucking rain. That's been the last, like, year or so in Jersey. Before it's usually kind of dry, you get, like, a couple spurts of rain, and then you get a decent, like, heat wave for, like, two weeks. No. No, this is, like, driving rain, windy rain, downpours, fucking stupid shit, power outages. It's, like, fucking stupid. (laughs) And y'all expect me to believe the harp machine ain't real. I'll just let that lay where it lies. Well, if you live on the East Coast, I guess there's real no sense in getting a car wash.
Andrew's 13-year-old ass has no idea what the fuck just happened, which is and hilarious he, to And me. he just called us out before the show about, about us making him feel young. And you just I had to go right in. A, it's like, Andrew, you exposed the weakness, and all of a sudden, Chris is like, ooh, What's the weakness? let's like get in there and get a little room salt. Change. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> well, greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. We're actually going to record one today. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. We put out we put out minutes of new content last week. <laughs> yes, minutes of new content. But, I mean, minutes. like Cornette says, man, how will they miss you if you never go away? You know. But... I was using my head with that soliloquy, and we ask, we implore, we insist upon you to use your heads as well by going to ProWrestlingTees.com. That's how the pros do it, gentlemen. By going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt. We literally have something for everyone. We've got Safe Tag Team Wrestling, G's Did the Job, Hashtag Journalism, Baron Corbin sucks. Don't forget, Baron Corbin is still a wrestler, and he still sucks, so support that as well. And many, many other cool designs. We are in the midst of summer. You need t-shirts. You can't go outside with hoodies and sweats on in the goddamn summertime. Unless it's raining, but that's neither here nor there. But when the sun comes back out, you're going to need a t-shirt. So why not get a t-shirt and simultaneously support your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude because you are smarter than the average fan. That's why you're here, right? Right? Right. So just make sure y'all go down to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Thechairshot.com. We're not just a website. We're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the prepubescent Andrew Belaz. And the commissioner, PC Tunney. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I like how that's the gimmick now. Thanks. Well, I mean, there's worse things to be called, you know. That's very true. And you've said at least half of them. So I'll take this. Oh, my God. We're ragging on you because we're old and you're young. Why don't you blow me, okay? No, I think I saw Amber was home. She can take care of that. Pop, <laughs> pop. She don't want nothing to do with these old ass balls either. She. <laughs> I kid, I kid. How's everybody doing today? Eh, okay, I guess. Still hot as shit though. Summer, you know. Yeah, does it, that? We fucking had, sucks. We had broken the heat, but the humidity stayed. So it was seventy three, seventy four, and it was still. Once you moved faster than a snail's pace, you, the, the sweat started dripping, so that was still uncomfortable. Cool. Well, you asked, asshole. Well, he's not the best color guy in the league for nothing, folks. 
Dynamite dropping money. I can see that broadcast school's really paying off. <laughs> That's about as close to Euchre as I can get. Another reference that Andrew has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure he got that one. See, Andrew, back in the 80s, there was this oh, movie it's known as Major League. League. Yeah. It, it, what, I, you, I remember. He was in it. You just Wikipedia did, did you? Charlie Sheen was in it, yeah. Listen, no, I, I remember. So Wikipedia. I remember when they were shooting in Milwaukee. I remember being, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old, whatever it was. I can't remember what year that movie came out, but I remember my parents talking about it. I remember my dad wanting to go down there and everything else. I can remember. I know my my stepdad's buddy, who was a minor league catcher, is actually the guy who does the actual catching in the movie. Oh, nice. That's um, cool. Yeah, so he and he's a super nice guy. Played softball with him too, but it was a big event for Milwaukee. You know, uh, we'd go on to also have Mister Three Thousand filmed here. I got a good friend of mine who tried out for that movie, uh, made it in as one of the outfielders, I believe, and he's a touch older than you and I, Chris, but he's built like we are, only a little bit taller and a little bit lankier. And dude is fast as fuck, so he goes to try out and he looks young. And he runs, they're having these guys do the 40s for trials so they look like they're athletes out in the field. And the guy goes, how old are you, son? And he told him he was 30-something at the time. He goes, what? He's like, those are like almost Olympic trial times. He's like, yeah, I've always been fast. So, yeah, definitely had some real cool, interesting things happen here in Milwaukee as far as filming. Baseball movie. Getting off the rails there. Since there's not a whole hell of a lot to talk about again here, we're in the doldrums of summer. I mean, if we're talking 80s movies, we know, like, you know, Top Gun's supposed to be going back to the theaters, and that was made in the best year in the 80s. Oh, please, why? Why did you bring that up? I've already gone to war with Patrick O'Dowd and Dave Ungar. It's in a couple days. What? The first one was horrible. The second one is going to be worse. Oh, it was bad. I seen it in the movie theater, too. In fact, I sang, okay. seven? Is that the problem? No, I, I thought it was okay then. But I, you know, watching it back later, it's a pretty corny, cheesy ball movie. But anyway, it's so pretty, I actually sang Highway gay. to. Not, I, listen, not that there's anything wrong with that. I, I sang Highway <laughs> to the Danger Zone in the movie theater when it came on in the movie, and my dad ended mm-hmm. up getting one of the girls' phone numbers in front of us because he was divorced and single at the time. Pop. Ultimate Good for your win. dad. Better wingman than fucking goose over here. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. That was well played. That was well played. Mm-hmm. Shout out to for using kids as a chick magnet. Shout out to my my little nephew Marcus. He was good for that. Shout out to Justin, my nephew. He was good for that as well. Shout out to uh, my, my my niece Mia. She was also good for that. Adam was good for that when he was cute because there's like the whole ten year age gap between us. So that worked nicely. I've been mistaken for his father for many many a year, and it kind of works. Which is true because you're 12, but you look 40, so I can see Thank that. you. Thank you. It's like that whole 13 going on 30 movie with Jennifer Gardner or whatever it was, but I'm 12 going on 40. Thank you. Did you I, call her Jennifer Gardner? That's it Gardner? Like, like, I it <laughs> what is she acting in Hedge Bush's simultaneously? Maybe she is. is. You don't know. And like, she's not, 30 going on 40. She is 15 going on 16. That's wrong. <laughs> Chris no, that's in, in most in most states. In most states. <laughs> How about Trevor Bauer? What's up with him? They pulled his bobblehead. They canceled his. You know, they did. 
I don't know. What else did they do? They did something else. I mean, Great they pulled, him oh, they pulled his merchandise. Then he got too. suspended. Pulled his merchandise. Great fucking picture. But a fucking asshole. That's what's up with Trevor Bauer. He's a fucking asshole. Isn't it like. And not in a good way. Well, like, I mean, we don't know for certain here, but there are allegations and everything else, and it's going to play out. But it really doesn't help when you've already made yourself out to be a jackass, right? Like, you know, there's not a whole lot of suspension of disbelief and waiting, you know, to be proven guilty here. He kind of hasn't done himself a favor in public opinion and being the way he has been. Not at all. He's already guilty, even if he's innocent. The Enzo effect, if you will. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Trevor Bauer's just going to have to make a follow-up song about consensual penis or whatever fuck it is. We're bringing that back? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, we're not let's, going let's down that not, road again. Yeah, a consensual strike zone? Is that what we're going with? <laughs> oh, that's wrong in so many ways. It's wrong in so many ways. Today, Today's lesson, I want everybody listening to know that you know, buyer be listener beware moving forward. You have plenty of options on your own and will to stop listening right now. But there, there are going to be some adult themes today, and unfortunately, we probably just can't help ourselves and know that comedy is tragedy. So there may be some poorly, poorly tasteful jokes here. But we're, I think we're going to try and accomplish the best with them anyway, right, guys? I think that's kind of like. There's not much else to do today, but maybe report on some of the sadder things in life and maybe make people laugh a little bit, knowing that we're assholes. You know what's funny? I was trying to find a way to maneuver out of the whole Jennifer Gardner conversation because I was scared somebody was going to say something racist. Yet and still, somehow, some way, the Trevor Bauer conversation went even worse. Well, Andrew equated it to part of the maybe the one of the worst parts about it you know with what he said before so i mean that was kind of a bad you guys turn. went along with the asshole thing i guess the whole thing and like this is technically a wrestling podcast and everybody remembers when enzo was basically guilty by association of being and, enzo and we are so we are wrestling the fine line between comedy and being canceled eh. i mean to be fair, man, I based my whole Trevor Hour, Trevor Hour, Jesus, Trevor Bauer is an asshole on things that had nothing to do with the allegations. He's oh, just a sure. fucking asshole. Well, that's part of you know, it, 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 and it is America. We'll say allegedly, you are innocent until proven guilty. At least that's how it's supposed to go. I don't know what happened. I'm gonna say the same thing I say anytime these type this type of shit comes out, man. I just pray that whatever it may be, that the truth comes out. And justice is served. I mean, what else can you really say? You know? Now back to these jokes. Now, <laughs> you know what? I think that's a good spot for us to kind of uh, let everybody know that we, we, you know, if you know us and you, you've listened to our opinions on, on serious topics like that, we're, we're going to get into it a little bit here, but we also want to have a little bit of fun. So just take it with a grain of salt, sit back and enjoy the ride. You're listening to Pod is War. On the Chairshot Radio Network, presented by thechairshot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Always use your head. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. No, you can't really butt chug blue cheese. You know, the alliteration's nice, but it don't work. 
always a dynamite segue, Andrew Belaz. Much appreciated. Yeah, thanks. Indeed. I do want to talk about Terry Funk now that you bring it up. Terry Funk not doing so well, looking like the onset dementia in a in what in hospice or in in a you know uh, adult care. What are you guys' thoughts on the whole situation and on the legend of Terry Funk? I guess as we unfortunately start the process of beginning to look back at his life and career. I hate to say this because it makes me sound like an asshole, but are you really surprised? This guy has spent the last speaking of twenty five. He spent the last 25, 30 years of his career really redefining and innovating the the hardcore style. But before that, you know, we have the the Mount Rushmore conversation often just because nobody ever agrees, but it's just a very interesting conversation to have. When we talk about guys that should be on the Mount Rushmore of the modern era, I think the guy that gets left out a lot of times in those conversations and unfairly so is Terry Funk. I mean, there is a legitimate argument to be made that Terry Funk is the greatest wrestler of the modern era. If you consider the money he drew, his background, you know, his family running territories, going all over the world, the way that he constantly reinvented himself as a character in this industry as well. I mean, there, there's a conversation to be made. And I personally, I love Terry Funk. Um, if, your morning or because most of our listeners especially if you're younger like andrew you probably really know terry funk from his work in the late 90s wwe as chainsaw charlie and some of the things he did with mick foley and stuff like that but when you talk about legends in this industry it don't get much bigger than terry funk i mean go back and watch some of the work he was doing back in 1989, he had a series of matches against Nature Boy Ric Flair. And speaking of Ric Flair in 1989, between the Steamboat Trilogy and then heading into his feud with Terry Funk, Jesus Christ, Ric Flair in 89, my God, yo. But those matches still hold up very well. And, you know, this was back in 89. You could go back and watch them right now. They hold up very well. Again, it's an unfortunate casualty of this of this industry man like the, nobody makes it out alive and most of the time it ain't real pretty so it's sad and i think terry for sacrificing his faculties for my entertainment you know and i, I got more to say but i'm trying to gather my thoughts here but andrew go ahead and get in here man your thoughts on the hey, great hey. terry funk most people that are, you know, like five years old, like myself, still at least remember his ECW run after like his second or third, you know, retirement as well. So there's still that, which you brought up the whole redefining hardcore. And that was part of the thing that helped to kind of throw that in there. Also, my love of the Eastern wrestling. You can't overlook the fact that he was very pivotal in uh, setting up All Japan. And had a bunch of great runs in there with, the, you know, Dory and the Funks in general set the tone and taught a lot of a lot of Japanese wrestlers kind of how to do the thing because it was still new in Japan after like World War Two. So they're them going over in like the 60s and 70s and kind of making it big that helped and drew big money there. Granted, maybe they weren't as huge over the in the States as like a Legion of Doom or the Four Horsemen or anything like that but that doesn't discredit their effect on the wrestling industry on a whole. And Funk is, yeah, I'm like, you, you let off, 
interestingly, because I don't disagree with the fact that, like, are we surprised? All the, the blows to the head, the hardcore stuff, the blading, everything he did. I'm impressed that he's gotten as far as he has, because he's in his 70s. He's got to be pushing 80, I think, something like that. Yo, this melon farmer been middle calling himself middle aged and crazy since like eighty two. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. So he, he's already outlived like ninety percent of wrestlers from his day. So good on him for that. And it seems like the the updates that I know like Dreamers thrown out there about Funk is that he's not in fantastic health, but he's also not like bedridden and dying. It's just, you know, he's got dementia, he's in an assisted living facility, and he's got good days and he's got bad days. But that happens when you get older, especially with everything else he's got going on. So, uh, I don't know. Between him and all the, the Mr. Wonderful pictures that were going around recently, too, and I know... I think a month or so ago we were talking about Mongo having issues, Steve Mongo McMichael. So like there's just a lot of characters from the what mid to late nineties, early two thousands that it's just all happening because age catches up with you, the business catches up with you. And it's a lot like what we talked about when we had rappers, you know, falling off every week. Like it just kind of reinforces how long we've been watching this and our age when everybody we kind of looked up to or idolized as kids start dying because of not only an issue, but also, oh, they're like 60 or, oh, they're, they're pushing 80 or something like that. It's like, oh, they're older. Well, fuck, I guess I'm not 12 anymore. So I know how that feels. <laughs> and isn't that a direct reflection of the lifestyle and the business? But where do you guys see that turning, right? Because the life, like the Terry Funks and so forth and behind him and, and close to right after him as well, lived a lot harder lives than the people in the business do now. Not saying the people in the business that don't bust their ass, but traveling is a lot easier. Lately, it's been a lot less. The money seems to be a lot better. They're a lot smarter about taking care of that and their bodies. They don't have such the pace that they did back in the day. Hopefully we're seeing some kind of turn in, in that and, and we start to see the, the life expectancy and, and, the, and the quality of life expectancy grow as they kind of navigate this whole situation. You know, Tony, this is something I'm glad you brought that up because this is something that I really. I probably spend too much of my time thinking about it in the giant scheme of things because these melon farmers don't know me. Don't give a shit about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I hope you're right, man. But my counter to that is, yes, the drugs aren't as prevalent. The steroids definitely aren't as prevalent. The lifestyle is a little easier now. But the in-ring style, I feel like, is enhanced. Like, these guys, and, and girls as well, for that matter, they're literally going out beating the holy shit out of each other. So it's going to be in, and and just the the pace at which they're they're wrestling now and everything it, it's going to be interesting to see in you know twenty year, thirty years as a lot of the, this new group of talent starts to age out to see where they're at physically. I don't I don't have the answers for that right now. Stay tuned to Potter's War twenty fifty four. Whoa whoa, my contract's up way before then. Although I can. <laughs> I can, oh man, 33 years, sure, I can, yeah, I can see that, I can see that, 
I'm just saying, by 2054, maybe at least I'll be like Andrew know, 30 still, compared to you guys. Like and, you know, Chris, Andrew will still be in his 60s. <laughs> <laughs> A little whippersnapper, wet behind the ears, breath smelling like Similac. <laughs> Barely rent a car legally. Yes, I, I understand. I'm sorry. It's... Well, that point because you'll be legally blind. Not that's not an age thing. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll have maybe we'll have flying cars by then. Shit, nice. are you kidding me? Nah. Are you kidding me? Y'all, melon farmers can't even drive on a goddamn road. Okay, Can we you talk... imagine if everybody we... was in the car in the skies we... all we... willy nilly. We talked about this also before the show. I think before three man weave, we talked about this. What, who is y'all? The human race? Y- because y'all. Yeah, you're part of that, though. Nah, I'm, I'm from Planet Lovetron. Yeah, okay. I'm here yes, to observe you all sad. and yeah, and really... then go back and report. Uh, yeah. Okay, back to Terry Funk. I'm, I'm here. My I'm eye, here on a oh, uh, observe eye. mission. What? No, but seriously, all jokes aside, man, I can't stress this enough, and that's why I'm saying it again because it bears repeating. Terry Funk, by any metric, is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I was about to do the Mike Knox, but I'm not going to. That's gimmick infringement. Because, you know, he's like, of all time. But And, I mean, there's, again, there's an argument to be made. He's the GOAT. And it, it sucks, but I think that's it's just the industry, man. That's the life he chose. I, I guess he really didn't have a choice because he grew up in it, you know, Dory Funk, his father was a wrestler and went on to be a promoter. His brother was a wrestler, you know, multiple time NWA champion. Just thank you again. They they both last a long time, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, you you alluded to it earlier, man. This Mellon Farmer done had 5411 retirement matches. Like so (laughs) so much so is it's a it's a running joke within the industry. He'll probably still have a retirement match next year. So hold on. Well, I mean, you to talk about most people know him as Chainsaw Charlie on Monday Night Raw, you know, back and forth with DX and working with Mankind. He's 52, 53, 54, 55 years old at that point already. Mm-hmm. When he won the ECW championship, I think he was about 50 because that's that's what they were kind of making. 90, the big mid, deal mid-90s, about. early mid-90s. Something like that. 93, 94. Yeah. So if he's 57 now and that was... 93, 94, so then he might have been in his mid-50s. So he might be even older, but the Chainsaw Charlie point. But, like, either way, like, he was was no spring chicken back when most people kind of got reintroduced or when he was introduced to the mainstream, so to speak. Well, when when was he fighting Foley in Japan doing all the crazy deathmatch stuff? That's early 90s? That's early nineties with Dean. So he's in his mid to late 40s at that point. Because I think he was one of the originators, and Andrew, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was in the initial, it was him and Onita in that initial um, murder-murder, death-death, kill-kill, exploding barbed wire match, right? I do believe that's correct. Onita's been in a bunch, and I think that first one was Terry Funk. That that matches aren't really my forte, no matter who, if it's Japanese, American, English, don't matter. But I think you're right that Onita and Funk kind of started the big murder, death, kill, fucking electric, exploding Ninja Turtles match or whatever the fuck it was. Ooh, so, yeah. Exploding Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so go back and watch his WrestleMania 14 dumpster match 
with him and, and Mick Foley versus the New Age Outlaws because he fucked his shit up in that match. Like, I think, like, his kidney... Like, he had, like, some kidney damage or shit like that, and they ended up... Like, he had a ruptured kidney or some shit like that. Like, he was fucked up after that match, and he drank a fifth of vodka before he allowed them to take him to the hospital. I I uh, previously spoke about the Ric Flair... I think they had a trilogy of matches in 1989 culminating at a clash of the champions in an I quit match. So that was one of his uh, 5411 retirements as well. But I'm telling you, those matches hold up pretty well. And, excuse me, I don't even know if this is on the Peacock. But if it is, Friday or Saturday night's main event, one of them, he actually had a world title match against Hulk Hogan. And... Hulk had his working boots on that night, man. It, it was actually a really good match. This was around the mid-80s, somewhere between, like, 83 and 86, I believe. But, yeah, Hulk had his working boots on, and Terry's a goat, man. And it, it just sucks to see him in this way. So our thoughts and prayers are with Terry and his family because he's had a rough go of it the past few years as well. I believe his wife transitioned not that long ago, so... Thoughts and prayers with Terry. Uh, the only thing I could think of is I feel like I had a missed opportunity because there was one of the manias that I went to. I think it was the one in Dallas because, you know, he's got his uh, his ranch down in Texas with the double crosser, the double tough ranch, whatever. It doesn't matter. But he did a uh, um, a tailgate party the morning of WrestleMania where he was just outside barbecuing and they had drinks and stuff like that. And I, I wanted to go, but Thanks to Saturday night, I wasn't able to get up very early Sunday morning. Y'all know uh, how that goes. But, oh, yeah. But at this point, man, I, I kind of feel like that was a missed opportunity because that would have been cool to chop it up and eat ribs and drink beer with Terry Funk. Like, I I don't know if you guys can tell, man. I really love Terry Funk as a, as a performer, as a wrestler, man. He's probably one of my favorites, really. So I'm a little broken up about everything. I love Terry. I mean, Absolutely love him. According to you, like who's not who's the best? Is it Jared or or Funk? Who's the best ever? What Jared from Subway? What the fuck are you talking about, man? Jeff Jeff, Jeff Jared is your guy too, oh. right? Like I mean, oh, how no, many... Jeff Jer- Jeff Jared's Jeff Jared's the greatest worker in the history of the industry. I don't even think that's uh, debatable at this point. He done finessed his ass back into the oh, E and God. got a Hall of Fame awesome. induction on top of that. So if if anybody comes close to touching Jared. In your book, is it Jericho or uh, how's that work? Hogan's pretty close. Okay, Jericho's got to be up there as well. Oh, Hunter! I can't believe I forgot about Hunter. Come on, he was in the doghouse for a little bit, but then he hooked up with the boss's daughter. So yeah, he, he finessed his ass into the family and got them fronting him fronting him money for his own promotion. Come on, it man. was a pretty quick finesse though. Like it didn't take a long time. Like Jared's been the long con. Jericho's kind of on the long con because you know he did his whole Fozzy thing and whatever. Now the AEW thing been in and out last couple years before AEW took off. So Hunter was in the doghouse for what like a year just because of the click shit. A year, and he probably already knew what it was. He, he, you know, he ate shit and liked the taste of it, as Vince likes to tell people. And now look at him. Yeah, squashing, getting squashed by Ultimate Warrior to, you know, being like a half a step away from running the company, basically. Yeah, like he's got to be in the conversation. You can't discount Hogan as a worker for obvious reasons. Well, yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody I'm missing. You can talk amongst yourselves. It was you rank Warrior, it, then? It was the Double Cross Ranch in Canyon, Texas, 275 acres. But where do you put Warrior, since Warrior kind of finessed his way back into good graces enough for the Hall of Fame speech and then passed two days later? So well, that was different. I think I think Warrior needed a check. That's the only reason he went back to reconcile. I don't know. I, I think, think Warrior a... was I the best he ever. He was at... a better worker no, than I think, Warrior. I think Warrior was the best ever at holding a grudge. Do you want me to explain? I don't know, man. Have, do you, want me to have explain? you heard Jim Cornette? Do you want me have to explain? Heard Jim Cornette? <laughs> no, no. Do you, want, do you want me to explain? Or Jake Roberts against Warrior? Fuck, like Jim, Jake, fuck, Jake Roberts fuck, fucked a little something, yeah, too. Yeah, fuck Jim Cornette. Warrior, Warrior, he held his grudge until he knew he was going to die, then got back in with good graces. It created, made them create an award for him, get him a legacy contract to take care of his family, and then turn around and died on Vince and said, yeah, oh, you got these plans? Fuck you. Goodbye. You can pay my family now. Like, dude, ultimate fucking grudge holder. Even to the end, he just flipped it on him. That's pretty good finessing, too, though. Like, touche. Because he, he got Dana a check for life, basically. I still think Dana was the best worker in that family. And for reasons I'm not going to go into now, because we've already uh, said some shit we should have said. So I <laughs> warned the people already about today. I warned them. I warned them good. You did. You did. All right. Well, let's take another commercial break, unless you have something else to say, Platypus. I'm just saying, man, did y'all see the Warrior documentary when she was trying to get them crocodile-ass tears out? Like, she she seemed to come across, she felt as bad about her husband dying as the coyote would if the Roadrunner got ran over by the Acme truck. Come on, man. I wonder if you can get coyote wood. <sighs> no, that like sounds to, like one of them gas station it. sex pills. Oh man, oh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, dude. yeah. coyote wood. Jesus I don't think anybody would buy the Roadrunner wood, right? That'd be too fast. But anyway, uh, we do hope we do. Ho- yeah, there you go. I, we do hope uh, Terry Funk enjoys a good quality of life uh, during his unfortunate circumstances. And and you never know, folks. You never know. He's a fighter. So shout out to Terry Funk. Thank you for everything. Um, and uh, you know, we wish you the best as you as you fight your battle here. Pot is War, Church Out Radio Network, Christopher Platt, take us to a break. Go ahead. I cannot stress this enough, y'all. Go and out of your way to check out some of Terry Funk's catalog. And I mean it I mean it goes back. This Mellon Farmer got more hits than the Isley brothers. That's how far back Ooh, he goes Isley wrestling. Brothers. Check out also the first technically the first ever five star wrestling match. It was in the Memphis territory. It was Terry Funk. I told you, man, I fucks with Terry hard. It was Terry Funk versus Jerry the King Lawler My eye. in a, I guess it was a street fight or a false count anywhere or something like that. But seriously, this was the first ever five-star wrestling match. The first time uh, Mellon Farm had ever rated a wrestling match five stars. Like, go back, listen to the and program. It and, Who? and it wasn't Meltzer. No, it wasn't. Who? But go back and, yeah, go back and watch how it escalated to that point and everything that happened up until that point, man, like, just do a deep dive on Terry Funk, seriously. Just go down the rabbit hole and watch Terry Funk. This Mellon Farmer got 50 years worth of content. I guarantee you're going to find something that you enjoy. Right, what's a what's a Meltzer? Is that like a patty melt and a seltzer for lunch? I don't. I have no idea. We'll, it's, one 
It's one of those alcoholic yeah. seltzer drinks that are popular right now. It's like a Fresca, but worse. Oh, I like Fresca. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Who wouldn't like a grapefruit soda? Real quick, man, I apologize. I, I, I'd i be remiss if I didn't say this. That Terry Funk, Jerry Lawler, Street Fight, False Count, whatever the fuck it was called, you can literally pull it up on YouTube as soon as you get done listening to this this broadcast. Go pull it up on YouTube, man. You won't be disappointed. This shit happened in like 81, 82, something like that, but it, it holds up pretty well. It really does. I fuck with Terry Funk hard, Andrew. Like when I said that, man, I, that wasn't being hyperbolic, man. I fucks with Terry Funk. I mean, I get that because I've heard about it because I think it was Cornette that brought it up about the first five-star match because I think, was it what, Bill Apter was the one that did the the ratings kind of like movie review type things and he's the one that kind of rated it the first quote-unquote five-star that broke his old four-star kind of rating. It was actually, it was Cornette and his childhood friend at the time, the dude... He Cornette calls him Weasel Dooley. I don't know what his real name is, but oh, they're the ones right, that, right. Yeah. that came up with the concept. And yeah, because it was based on, you know, like the, the movie reviews, you know, one, two, three, four stars. And then this was so great. They gave it five stars. But I mean, it it, it holds up well. Like I said, this was like 81, 82. But just just go out of your way if you have some time within the next few days to just Go down the Terry Funk rabbit hole. I guarantee you're not going to be disappointed, man. This guy's body of work and catalog, you can put it up against anybody. Seriously. So I just got inspired for an idea. And we're going to bring back Pot is More. And right now I'll say that on a interim speculation basis, it'll be a monthly thing that Christopher, myself, and Andrew will do as Pot is More. We will probably round robin pick a classic wrestling match and produce an audio watch along for you to go back and watch the wrestling match with us and play along and watch these classic wrestling matches that we are always so fond of. So maybe you're going to get to see Andrew's favorite Wrestle Kingdom match ever. Maybe you're going to have to go back and watch, uh, you know, a Mick Foley match versus Shawn Michaels at Mind Games 96 for me. And maybe we're going to have to go back and watch a classic Terry Funk match for Christopher Platt. Everything and everywhere in between. Pod is more. Coming back to a podcast network. Only the Chairshot Radio Network. Near you with some classic wrestling match watch-alongs. If anybody objects, speak now. Or forever hold your pee. Does it really matter? If you hold Do your I pee? really have a choice? You could... Well, this is just be like once a month. We could for twenty minutes. I mean, the matches aren't that long. I, don't pick on our. Don't pick I'm an a, Iron Man match. <laughs> oh, I was I'm totally not, gonna pick one of those really long Japanese matches that have like seventy-five fall last fifty-five minutes with a break in between, a timeout, a referee stoppage, a water break, and then they come back and wrestle for another forty-five minutes. Yeah, but if we skip the first hour where they just stand there and stare each other down before they start actually doing anything, we should be able to watch Stop. it pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well played. Well played. 
Tony's on fire tonight. He's having a good show. Like it took this mother farmer fifteen years oh, with the podcast to finally off. be able to this do a like, quality oh. segue. But he's been he's been killing the segue game for like the past Andrew, two or three months. I'm Andrew, are, your prop. are you also used to the back of Christopher's hand when it comes to compliments? Always, come on! I live on the back of his hand. I tell people I know that. You know, some people like the. I know that by the like the back of my hand. I go. I know that like the back of Christopher Platt's hand. (laughs) See what happened? You you recognized I was on fire tonight. You fucked with me anyway, and I turned it around on your ass just like that. Because you're on fire tonight. Uh, It's like when it's like when Kevin Willis used Jesus Christ's name in vain in the NBA and. Journeyman Christ generally averaged 17 points a game, went off for 50. Who in the bloody hell is Journeyman Christ, and what team did he play for? <laughs> Actually, it wasn't Kevin Willis. He played for the Hawks. It's an un- it's an Onion article. Look it up. Go to the Onion archives and look at the Jesus Christ in the NBA uh, Onion article. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, so it's what not the- real if it's the Onion. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Are they paying us to promote them? Then no, fuck them. But it was funny. Then fuck That's cool, but fuck them. Wow. Now, if they want to give me a check, I love The Onion. It, like it another... is a fine literary <laughs> website. Another one, it was like, it was a picture of this girl, and she's like, my computer hates me. And then it was a picture of her computer, and then it said, I hate that bitch. I, I, yeah. I got nothing. You give me two topics. You give me two topics to work. You give me two topics to work with. And we got to we got to throw the comedy in there. We we already talked about that (laughs) yesterday. I'm not going to hold it against him. So he he missed a free throw. He was one or two at the line. I'm not going to hold that against. That shit happens. You know. Ask me what my free throw shooting percentage was my senior year in high school. For the five you took out of the you you made four out of five. It was a hundred. It's fine. It's it flexible. It was one hundred percent, and I took more than five. By the way, a duh. My bad. Eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, folks. You know, pot is war. Welcome. We're on a war path today, or at least I am. Apparently. I apologize, Al Bundy. I didn't mean to play you in your high school exploits, man. Eight That's touchdowns, Peg. I had eight <laughs> touchdowns, Peg. Okay. Make me dinner. That's my Al Bundy. You, you, That's not good. You scored four touchdowns in one game at Boca. Eight, eight touchdowns. And then the next Nobody's week, I was going to get that reference, but you and I, by the way. Uh, next Everybody week, knows and the very Mary next children, come on. And the down. very next week, I was selling shoes. <laughs> Are you allowed to make the off-color comments that he did back in the '90s, or is that frowned upon nowadays? Oh man, what a great uh, TV theme song, though. One of the greatest TV theme songs ever. That is put, true. Put that, it's, put that it's song great. in with, yeah. the, with the uh, with the fountain. Shout out to Frank, man. I mean that that's gotta Not be right me. up there. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say something off colored, and I'm gonna be the married with children studio audience, Sonny. You want me to say something off color? Yes. Uh, I got you back. I promise. I got you back. Let's see here. I'm gonna be the the married with children studio audience. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, here I'll be Tank Abbott. I'll be I'll be Tank Abbott. If if <laughs> if I beat her, she needs to, she can get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. 
Yeah! Woo! <laughs> Get it out! <laughs> That's how it was, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, they worst it was, the louder they cheered. <laughs> but that was Fox back in the day, right? They were trying to be edgy. They were like WWE when they finally got the green light from USA to be like, yeah, go ahead, try and create some ratings. And Fox was that channel. That was like, what, late 80s, early 90s, where they weren't a- actually respected as a network. They were just some rebel, renegade kind of thing. I think TBS was more respected than Fox back then, even. Oh, yeah. I'm so old, I remember when Fox initially launched because i remember they had this big promo tour in the malls and we went to the mall we got t-shirts and bumper stickers and uh what do you call them buttons that you put on your shirt buttons buttons y'all know what i'm talking about like a lapel (laughs) pin type thing no like a fucking um like a booster pin like like vote for biden or something a booster booster pin is that what they're called yeah we're this we're gonna call them booster pins could be. Okay, Let's cool. see what happens. I'll yeah, put they... it in Google and see what it tells me a booster pin is. Go ahead. No, that that's Did all. They also give out like one eight hundred collect cards or something like that for payphones. Like, do we want to date this podcast any further? Were you still using a rotary phone uh... when you had to call in for things? Like, what you doing? No, that's Don't not be a... mad at me because your nuts ain't dropped yet, you young fucking. <laughs> I think it's just a pin. Shit. I think it's just a pin. Okay, cool. Booster pin has to do something with brakes, I guess. So all the motorheads out there. Are... It was a good band, though. So you're Motorhead making shit up. Motorhead was a good band. Yeah, he's right. No, yeah. Motorhead was a good band. You can't really I, talk shit about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about his booster pin shit. No, I know, but it's all about the game and how you he play it. He so booster like a political pin booster thing is kind of what I her... know, but yeah. he was wrong. It's all about the game and how you play it. It's all about control and if you can take it. Now, four of seven from the line. Just bad impersonations <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> As the Phoenix fans count to ten in the background. No, that's crap, man. I was a good free throw shooter. I, I resent that comment. What'd you say? You resemble that comment? Ent. Ent. Not emble. Ent. I know. I, I, I know, man, because you, you had a hoop in the driveway and you were shooting your free throws all the time because you were all about the fundamentals. I know how that works. No, I was not about that. Well, I, I like different moves. I, 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 You know what else? I had a tire in the backyard, too, that I put up on the fence for pitching. I'm giving Tunney shit, man, because, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just giving him shit. But seriously, like Tunney, and I, I got this not from Tunney, but from other people. Tunney is a hell of an athlete, seriously. I'm I'm just giving him shit. He actually is a hell of an athlete. Well, they know. I tell him all the time. Okay, well, then I'm going to stop telling him. Now we're four of nine from the line. You are. We're, now it's we. Before, it's always y'all until now. It's, <laughs> do you guys see this? Do you see how we break this down here today? The, today, welcome to Potter's War, an introspective episode. Hey, introspective episode. That's hilarious. Do we have a topic or this is it? We're working on it here. I mean, shit. We've only been recording for, all right, what, 50 minutes. Hour. It's been 50 minutes. We can take one commercial break and get to our last topic. All right, how's that? Andrew, I mean, would you like to? This is us. An hour ain't shit. Well, yeah, I mean, buddy, but this is better than last week. We only did like eight minutes of, you know, before an old. We, you know what episode I played here before we go to commercial, and we'll come back and our last topic we're going to get, well, maybe we'll get a little serious on to, to start that topic. Okay. But we, we played the, the, the 
the episode where you came in singing with the low grouse and we were doing Kokomo. Oh, that was, you know, classic karaoke. We've had some fun, fun singing times, including Platt. My favorite singing time in podcasting is when you and, well, she's not in the great at graces with the IWC as of these days and maybe some other males around, you know, the planet. But Kelly, Kelly Klein. Klein, you and her did mm-hmm. have a nice uh, little duet. So that was one of my favorite singing moments at in podcast. At least Kelly's half was nice. I remember that interview that you guys did. <laughs> Kelly has a nice singing voice. Wow. <laughs> Fuck you trying to say, youngster. <laughs> You heard me. I didn't stutter. Flat, do you have I a speak English good enough? Do you have a favorite karaoke moment in your podcasting history besides the one I just mentioned, which might be your favorite considering? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what else do we have here? Um You know what? I I don't know if y'all remember this one, but when I um replaced the words of real American to reflect how uh Hulk Hogan feels about certain oh, Americans, man. that's a pretty good one. I, wish I don't know I, if we could find that anywhere. Yeah, I wish I had better catalog. your Eric Bischoff parody, too. Uh, oh, that's a good one, too. The Eric Bischoff parodies, that's I'm a good one. Yeah, bad. that's yeah, a good Yeah, I'm one. back. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. We got that. So that must be Andrew's favorite, then. Yes, we'll go with that one. I like right. that one. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, we'll go to we'll go to another commercial here, and we'll be right back. Pot is War, Chair Shot Radio Network. Hope you're enjoying the show. I know we are. Chris, mention my name. You get a good seat. We'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. On Radio Techers, they like to call it a comfort break, Chris, so we'll let you take that comfort break that that Matt on Radio Techers is known oh so well. Shout out to Mags and Radio Techers having a great time listening to them on the Euro 2020s. Tune in to them on YouTube Sunday afternoon for the final England versus Italy. You just love all kinds of Techers, don't you? Oh boy, oh boy. I, well, before... you like, no, you like ZSJ and Taichi, which are the dangerous Techers, and now Mags is the Euro, well... you know... You just got to think for techers, huh? I uh, I like quality content, and that's what I try to provide. There we go. That's what I try to provide. Go ahead, Platt. You know, Tony. You know what? You know, Chris? Nobody had to know that I went to take a piss during the commercial break. You could have threw to a, another spot. You could have pumped uh, going, he sending people to ProWrestlingTees. Maybe you needed whoa, a whoa. hug. You could have sent people Maybe to com. Can I finish? God damn it. <laughs> Don't worry. You had 30, I, balls, I got this. Don't worry. Maybe instead of a balls, virtual hug, I got, you to give Amber a real hug. Actually, you that, went to, you're you doing could a good have, job, You could balls, have gone to forward slash the chair shot and, and remind everybody to pick up their official chair shot t-shirts and support the movement. There's a, 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 an infinite number of but things that you possibly could have done. It was a different kind of movement for you. I didn't move my bowels, motherfucker. I'd still be in there. The fuck? They didn't know that. Now you just told them. See, comfort break could mean anything. You let the cat out of the bag. How could you? They didn't even know anything. They didn't even have to know I was gone. Nobody would have known I was gone. But for some reason, you decided to tell them. We run an honest platform here. Oh, goddamn, blow me. <laughs> now we know. And knowing is half the battle. 
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Well, Jay Uso has done it again, and it gives me no pleasure to introduce this topic and report it on this show. Another DUI. Apparently he was going 50 and a 35, blew a red light, and blew point two. A little bit over that, maybe .205, I'm not really sure. But he did it live. Um, it, it's just something that, that was bad. And I said we were going to do that. <laughs> you, you know what? that. You shoehorned that in there so fucking hard. <laughs> I, I, no, no, I, leave, I, leave that in so Greg can just hear how hard you tried to make that a thing. Oh, just... I'm not. I'm not even, like, apologizing necessarily. I can tell you that you can go back and listen to 250-plus episodes of DWI Podcast where I encourage you to not drink and drive but to drink and podcast. So my question to you guys is we, we all know that there are so many readily available avenues as to not put yourself in this predicament, right? Like, you can go out and get as pretty much blitzkrieged as you like and still maintain being nice to people and not make an ass out of yourself and embarrass everyone around you and you can get as fucked up as you want and and find a way to drive home right like you don't even need to have that much money to be able to do it anymore there are so many ride programs and different places that you can get a ride from what what's the deal here i mean like it's kind of scary that you just can't a stop you know, putting himself in this situation as far as alcohol goes, but B, not be smart enough to know that there are ways to, if you can't stop drinking, at least stop putting other people's lives in danger. And that's the big thing as we start this conversation is you, you can't be out there just putting people's lives in danger like that. It's not, it's not fair. Go ahead, Drew. Now, it, it's hard to really quantify it because it's self-destructive behavior and you would think that there's something that's inherently wrong with him or that he's trying to fuck things up on purpose. And I'm not really sure why he would do that. Like, is he really that unhappy with his life? Is he really that unhappy with the business? Is what What is driving him to this point? Why can't? Naomi keep him under you know control to a degree why can't anyone keep him under control like why doesn't he have a babysitter at this point like I I don't get it especially with how tight-knit his family is like I don't know why he isn't like riding with Roman or riding with someone that literally like, just beat the hell out of him if he tries to drive while he's been drinking like he wants to get caught and I don't know why, and assuming why would just be unfair to the man, since I don't know him as a person, and I don't know his situation, but he's going through some shit, obviously. Like, you don't do that after getting clean or coming back from being quote-unquote clean for a little bit, and like you said, there's all these avenues to not drive drunk and get caught. He wants to, and I don't know why. You know, it's uh, this one's tough. I mean, number one, the timing of it all, it kind of leads credence to a little bit of what Andrew said. I mean, you're literally you're in the main event program of the top company 
in the world of your chosen profession. Is there a little bit of self-sabotage going on with that? I don't know. Like, we're, we're just speculating here, and I hate to do that because we don't know these people. We see them, you know, once, maybe twice a week on our televisions. We don't know these people. We see what they want us to see. Well, I mean, that's like anybody, you know? But, yeah, I feel what you're saying, Andrew. I'm not, yeah, I, I wasn't trying to spark a debate with you. Like, I feel what you, where you're coming from. But, I mean, hell, who knows, man? Maybe he's self-medicating. You know, wrestling, we talked about this earlier in the, the other topic we, we, we discussed, man. I mean, this is a tough industry. Maybe so. I, I mean, there's no telling, man. But, you know, what was this? Y'all said this was his third DUI, so clearly there's a problem there. Oh, it's his fourth, Tony? I think so. Okay, well, he's at least had three, possibly four. Either way, man, anything more than one, that denotes a problem and a consistent lack of judgment obviously i'm not going to come down too hard on it man because i think there's some other shit going on there you know and you know i hope he i i missed your your finger display tony was that three or four so apparently this is his fourth one that sucks man um i just pray he gets the help he needs because you know he does have a family he does have family there and you know andrew i'm gonna push back on you a little bit you know, not coming from a place of malice or even trying to be funny or anything like that, man. But because you, you brought up Naomi, you brought up Roman and, you know, his twin brother and stuff like that. But he's clearly got some shit going on and that's on him. You know, people mm-hmm. can try to, you know, people can try to be there for you and support you. But ultimately, you have to make the decision that I'm I'm going to do better. Um Jay, I'm going to throw this out there, man, and it's going to sound very cynical, but right now I I think that public opinion is probably split 50-50. The best thing to do, remember, you're also a professional worker, but the best thing to do, even if you don't believe it, just check yourself in rehab, man. I'm sure the WWE will foot the bill. Like, you're a top guy in their company now, and they fit the bill for melon farmers that haven't worked for them for 25 years. So go to rehab, man. Number one, it's going to look good. You're going to look like you're accepting accountability and responsibility for your actions. It's going to win you over in the court of public opinion. And everybody's going to be on your side. So even if you don't believe it, man, just work a little bit. Go to a 30-day program or something like that. But ultimately, the bottom line is you're going through some shit. And whatever it is that you're going through, man, I pray that you can kick out of it and find yourself on the other side. Andrew, this question i'm gonna ask might seem a little insensitive everything mm-hmm. considered because this is real life shit you know what i mean but i'm about to go back to fantasy land here for a second sure but how do you think this is going to affect his push if at all they can't ignore it they didn't ignore the last three they don't ignore when what i think brandy got in trouble they didn't ignore when jeff had his his big drug issue so maybe they turn it into something maybe it turns into after a rehab stint maybe it turns into jimmy and jay or jimmy and roman feuding to kind of quote unquote beat some sense into him because i get what you're saying he's his own man he's a grown-ass man but at some point, it's like having an intervention. Like, sometimes you need people there to, like, push you, hold your hand. Like, not hold your hand necessarily, 
but people need to be there to guide you and just point out you're fucking up and why. And if nobody's asking him those questions and they're just accepting, oh, he's got problems. Well, not helping him figure it out, be it rehab or trying to be someone to talk to him or try to help steer him in the right direction. It's not, I'm not saying they're at fault, but they're not helping the case. You know what I mean? Like you have family, you have significant others to act as a springboard or a rock in these kind of situations. And that's where it was coming from with the, why isn't anybody just sitting there and just like smacking him in the fucking head and telling him he's not driving or they they'll drive with him or something like that. Cause shit, you go back to the nineties when, you know, we were heavily watching things. You think Nash didn't cover for Hall. You think Hall didn't do the same for them on the, off chance that maybe Hall was more sober or you'd think the boys didn't cover for each other because they knew everybody had an issue. This is, this is Jimmy's fourth DUI. He obviously has an issue. Why doesn't he have a wingman, you know, a riding buddy? Why doesn't he have somebody there to kind of keep him in fucking check? Well, I'm not disagreeing with anything you saying, man. I just, can anybody tell you what to do? If I was in that dark of a place, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Can anybody tell you what to do? Because again, we don't know these people. We don't know if they've been trying. You know what I mean? Like we don't know the scenario. I'm just saying. Even if you couldn't force somebody to do something, wouldn't you still be there to make sure that they don't do something stupid? A drunk ass person ain't gonna necessarily always know where his keys are. Or you could always tow the car, throw something out there, lock it up, and he might not know. Like, he might not want to listen, but you can find ways to make him listen. Or at least show that you're there and force it that way. Me wanting to listen to you giving a shit is a lot different than just making it happen. I think what Platt wants to say back to you is that at some point people get tired and realize that you're not going to listen. And some people just don't fucking listen. And that almost seems like the case here, but we don't know. The only thing we do know is this is a guy who has plenty of trying to think about the right word to say this. He has, he has plenty capability to not put himself in this situation. Even if he wants to go Mm -hmm. out to the bars and drink. Like that to me is the bigger indictment of like being able to look at the situation. Like Jimmy Uso has is plenty capable to allow himself to not be, if, even if he wants to go out and get drunk. So Platt, you're saying that it's basically part of, part of like the whole thing for him is getting in the car and driving then. What I'm saying is man. And I'm, you know I'm I mean? trying to choose my, you know what I mean though? No, no, I, I, I no, no, no. I understand what you're okay. saying, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to use my words carefully because I don't want to. Y'all know I don't give a shit about what I say, but I don't want to besmirch people's names, and they're not here to defend themselves. That just seems like some bitch shit. You know what I mean? So without giving away too many details, man, I've been in proximity with people that have had substance abuse issues. Hell. I've personally struggled with my own substance abuse issues, man. So all I'm saying is, yeah, it's nice to have a support team around you. And there are certain things that people can do that love you and certain parameters that they can put in place that that love you 
to kind of help guide you. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to make the decision that you're going to be better. Like, I don't know what these people are doing behind the scenes to try to help. And I'm I'm not going to just say, oh, well, y'all ain't shit because y'all letting them go out here and fuck shit up. That, that, and, and I'm not saying that's what y'all saying, but I feel like there is going to be a contingency of people that that's where they're going to come from. Like, why can't y'all help him? Because, man, when you're dealing with somebody with substance abuse issues, at the end of the day, man, they have to be the ones to make that decision and say, you know what, I, I need to get better. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, it, because there's ways around that, man. You you know, you could slip some vodka in the goddamn um, uh, um, 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 mouthwash bottle. Hell, oh, for yeah. all we know, he might have told his wife, oh, yeah, baby, I'm going to the gym. And then 15 hours later, he's getting blooped by the oop. You know what I mean? He's getting blooped by the by the police. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, you, you just, you, you just don't know, man. And there's so many variables in that, man. And I, I hate to speculate about people that we really don't know. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's kind of what we do here with podcasting. But the bottom line is, I, you know, I, I hope everything works out for him. And I, because I enjoy his character, he seems like a nice guy. I don't know, but yeah, man, I just, you know. This is a fucked up industry. We talked about it with Terry, man. This is a fucked up industry, man. And I don't want to see these people that have provided me so much joy in my life self-destruct like this. So that's the bottom line. Do we ever see Jay Uso wrestle a WWE match again? Yes. Oh, yes. That's without question. Yeah. He's a Samoan. Stop it. Okay. And he's a top guy right now. He's, you know, you you stepped away for a minute, Sonny, because I asked this question as well. Is he going to face any ramifications and repercussions? So Andrew talked about it. What, what what do you think? I don't think he'll ever wrestle a match in WWE ever again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I think they're going I... to, I don't know whether or not they're going to do something with the storyline or not briefly or not. I, there's a way to use it to, to get Roman more over if you want to go that route. And that's, I, I don't, I, I think, I think Roman says something. I don't know. I, if I had to bet money on it, I'd say Roman says something about it. And then like 30 seconds later, like it's as if it's not, it's erased from the story. It's, it's just because it's, It's no, not, I, it's I not a good, you. it's not, it's a really bad thing. And then for four times, that's, that's really, 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 really bad. You know? No, I could see that. I could see Roman going to Jimmy and saying, see, this is why your brother's the weak link. Oh, no, I didn't mean it. Be... You mean to Jay or to, to Jimmy, the... to Jay. You mean yeah, to, I, to Jay. I, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, uh, I, no, I, I, I mean, I mean, Roman coming, uh, Roman breaking character. And the fourth wall and looking just cutting at cutting a promo. And no, 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 no. I mean, just like starting the show and, and being like, you know, listen, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're working. We don't, you know, this is bad and we're working to help, help our family member. And then, and then raw and then SmackDown starts and then it's like a show again. And, and there's, it's as if he wasn't even in the storyline anymore. Like, I don't think, I don't, I don't think WWE is going to want, the press that they're going to get if they go ahead and include this in the storyline. I just, I just don't think they're going to do it. I won't be surprised, but I just, that's the way I think it's going to go. I think there's going to be some mention of it as to social responsibility. And then once the show starts, it, it will be gone. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I could see my way. I, I could see your way as well because of the climate that we're in. I don't. I obviously think he'll be back at some point in time. He's factored in, and you know he's probably got a little leeway as well, considering who he's with. But I don't know. I don't think he's wrestled his last match with the company, man. I think, um, but I don't know. Again, in this climate, you you don't know. I think that WWE they're gonna do. I think WWE is gonna do what they've done. In recent history, talking about the Velveteen Dream situation, talking about the Matt Riddle situation, where they just try to lay low. And maybe they just take them off TV for a little bit and they lay low, hoping that the heat dies down, this thing blows over. Because, you know, we're already, we're, you know, by the time this show gets released, we might have the next big story come out and everybody's forgotten about, you know, what happened with Oos, you know? So I think they're just going to let him lay low for a little bit. I you know, I wouldn't be upset if I was him just to kind of rehab my public image. I wouldn't do the rehab thing. You know, no pun intended, but yeah, I think they lay low and see if this blows over until the next, you know, big story comes up. But honestly, nobody knows, man. We don't know what's going to happen. We're just speculating, you know, and that that feels wrong too on a certain level because this man is clearly going through some shit and we're sitting up here speculating about his professional life that just i don't know man i feel a little dirty I, i'm not even gonna lie to you i don't know i don't get you i don't think we're covering this in a way that's poor i i think we all recognize that i mean we're none of us have taken a dig at him and you know we're just kind of talking about the situation to be honest with you and i think that's like the way we approach it here Right. I mean, we're going to make some poor comments that may not be tasteful in, in the attempt at comedy. Right. But, you know, when it comes down to it, we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about social responsibility. And I think that's what we're doing here. We do cover wrestling. So we're talking about how they might do it that way. We're not saying I'm not coming out here going, boy, man, I can't wait for WWE to use this to get Roman even more over. I'm saying, what do you think that would be, right? So I think we're being responsible in the way we're actually covering some of these things, right? We're still trying to give some of these people that are listening a little break and some lightheartedness. Hopefully that doesn't go too far, but in the realization that, hey, we have an opinion that we want things to be socially responsible and fair for everyone at the same time, right? So you have to take all those factors into account. No, that's fair, and that's actually well said, considering your your uh, state of mind right now. That was well said, man. Well, I do, usually do my best work, so. <laughs> yeah, you do have a weird sweet spot between drinks, I've noticed. You go from, like, really eloquent to then you go to margarita pitch or tonic, and then it's just like, okay. <laughs> that, that's when we know you went over the over your pitch count a little bit. <laughs> well, well, everything's ever entertaining, though, so no big deal. Mm-hmm. True. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully whatever it ends up being, be it rehab, be it family intervention, influence, whatever the hell it is. I just hope he figures it the fuck out because the the major sticking point to where I was going with it is there's something up, obviously, because you don't do this four times when you're in the position he's in and has been in for the last, what, better portion of a decade. You know what I mean? And you're trying to sabotage something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is in his head, but he needs to get help. He needs to figure it out. And hopefully this, this helps him towards that instead of just continuing to watch him spiral because 
Jeff Hardy had to hit rock bottom in the middle of a TNA ring, you know, before he finally figured it the hell out. And that's that's probably one of the nicer ways, because there's a lot worse ways to hit rock bottom than getting Scorpion Death Drop by Sting. So hopefully it doesn't get that bad with Jimmy. That's all I'm saying. It reminds me of Josh Gordon, to be honest with you, if you go outside the wrestling world. Yeah, I could see that. I, I, I get, I get the, the analogy, yeah. But yeah, you guys, if this was, you you guys were very impressive, man. There's nothing I can add to what either of you all said. Like, well, well played, gentlemen, seriously. And you know how much I begrudge putting either of you over with a <laughs> genuine compliment. But but seriously, get, get well, bro. Get well, Oos. Like, for real. Fuck all the other shit. Just get well, man. One more quick break. We'll be right back. Pot is War, Chairshot Radio Network, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Chairshot Network. I really do it just to see the look in their eyes. Gentlemen, what a fun show today. Anything else? uh, Chris is totally disgusted right now. I wish I could, you know, transport this pic. If there only was a technology to transport his facial expression right now to all you people out there. Um, Anything else, you know? uh... You know, it just really befuddles me that you sat there, recorded that commercial, did your edits, Listen to it, listen to it twice, perhaps even listen to it for a third time, and then sat there proud of yourself. I butt chuck salt your water fingers. all the time. I, this is <laughs> as if you did a great job. I missed twice there with the like, that's it. Like, you sat there first, and I hit me like... and then I hit butt chug. I butt chug salt water all but the time. But I wanted to interrupt him, was in the middle. Chair Shot Network. Don't bring a no button to a gunfight. Like you, you, you sat there and shook your head like, like, like Led Zeppelin doing Stairway to Heaven or Jay Z with New York State of Mind. So is rude. Yeah, they do. <laughs> or, or Michael Jackson with the Thriller album. Like you sat there like proud of yourself. Like this is it. I did. I have that. announced like, to you. <laughs> That I will never retire. Like when Tarantino was was editing Pulp Fiction, and he shook it. Yeah, he shook his head. Like, yeah, this is it. I did this. Or or Scorsese with Goodfellas, or or Francis Ford Coppola with The Godfather. Like you sat there in that bank <laughs> with that dumbass commercial drop, and said, "Yeah, yep, that's it. That's it." So what do you, you, if you, I mean, if you want to hear it again, just ask. Chair Shot Network. I think uh, I finally did it, folks. I drove them both. No, Platt's still here. Andrew's gone. Andrew left. He's done. Oh, oh, he's there. Oh, I thought you left. I thought you left. I thought I I finally did it. 
I considered me, it for a half me second. Like, look, almost three years to finally get rid of both of them to finish the show by myself. But anyway, he's back. Go ahead, Platt. He sat there and listened to that and re-listened to it and edited and, and said to himself, you know what? This right here is the apex of my creativity. It's clean, though. It's clean. Maybe it goes. He did. <laughs> Maybe what oh, he did, Andrew. Though, was he Andrew for to the it, first like, time ever. Butterfly listened no. to Inagata Yeah, maybe. Which, maybe. It, 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 it's 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 Tony's Inagata Davida because it's not what it's supposed not long to enough say, for that. but it's pretty cool, and at least to them. So <laughs> you lost me on the pretty cool part, balls. I didn't go lie to you. Inagata Davida works. Some people like no. it. Some people don't. My Inagata Davida is the Brandy Orton Edge. Uh, mix-up of entrance music that I did. Did you call him Brandy Orton? No, Randy Orton. And, and Randy Rhodes, Brandy Orton, and Randy oh, Rhodes. You're uh, really reaching. Got a title. You're reaching now. It's not even close. <laughs> they just came up with that out of nowhere. It made no sense. I said Randy. I think, I think Cody would have enjoyed it if Brandy took the last name of Orton with how much he seems to love Randy. That would have been it, good for him. But Randy it, Rhodes is actually a guitarist, so or used to be it, before he passed away. So, Andrew, am I tripping? This Melon Farmer didn't just say Randy Rhodes. Am I tripping? <clears throat> I I didn't hear it. Yeah, what's we up? Got, Mark the tape. Where are we at here? Hold on. I will. Hold. I will. It's okay. I got it. I will check it when we're done. I'm not doing it now. I want to. No, okay. I, I was about to say we, we we could have a poll. Did Tunny say Randy or Brandy? There's no poll because I'm gonna tell you after we're done. They can listen to it. They're gonna all vote <laughs> hey, the right way. It's like, like the, the, the people who voted wrong didn't listen. Gold dress, whatever. Exactly. Let's just make it a thing. Did you say Randy or Brandy? Exactly. This is the worst. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No. 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 Hate it. <laughs> By the, by the way, make sure y'all go to the uh, at Bandwagon Nerds Twitter site and vote for the my, best superhero yeah, team. They're a little pissed at me team. because I came on the show and beat okay, the nerds at so the wait, world game. Let's do and this. Put together let's finish the team. show like this. This is perfect. This is a great way to pump up Chairshot Radio Network. Patrick O'Dowd had a great idea, and we did a superhero draft. Hero, superhero draft. Myself, Chris Platt, Ray Cash, Dave Ungar, Patrick O'Dowd. Right, Patrick had the first pick. Who had the second pick? Uh, Ray. I think, yeah, I think Ray had the second. Then you, I had you the third. third, and Dave had the fourth, and I had the fifth pick. Andrew, you know four of the teams because you've seen the tweet today that went out. You don't know whose teams those are, though. So, Chris, do you want to tell him your team first or my team first, and then you can decide between which the two of us picked the better superhero team? It was it was snake draft. Random pull for the for the order of picks, and uh, six six draft picks, comic book okay. superheroes. So, Chris, do you, would you like to present your team first, or should I go first? Andrew can be the judge in this initial online podcast battle of bandwagon nerds superhero comic draft. Go back and listen to the episode on Church Show Radio Network. By all means, Sunny, the floor is yours, bro. So I ended up with the fifth pick, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew that I was hoping Flash would fall to me, and he did. But I wanted to solidify the leadership on my team by not taking Flash right away because I knew that I could get him in the very next pick because I had the first pick in the second round of the snake draft. So I went with Iron Man. So I got Iron Man 
And then I got Flash, right? Spider-Man was already gone. Iron Man, Spider-Man, great relationship. Flash fills in in that relationship. Iron Man and Flash, Paragon of Love, and, and Tony Stark, right? Then mm-hmm. in the third and fourth round, I had Cyborg. And sure. I and I had Invincible to deal with Wonder Woman, Superman. Come on. Now, I'm the first person to fill out my team with the last pick on the fifth round and the first pick in the sixth round. Guess who's left? Wanda and Vision. Not only do I complete my ability to hold off Superman and advance my intellectual base with Vision, but now I got the magic to mess with anybody. So we got power, we got money, we got technology, and we got magic. And we got Vision. To Iron Man, Flash, Cyborg, Invincible, Wanda, and Vision. Solid. Heavy heavy tech superheroes, though. I got the so Paragon. That, that, that's I, your weakness right I, there. But I have Is the... there anybody that has a good way of getting around techie shit like Vision and Cyborg and Tony's money and his suits would be able to take like half your team. But I already have the Scarlet Witch and the Paragon of Love, Mr. Traveler and Time Controller himself, the Flash. I, I get it. It's solid. It's just that That's the only caveat I could find is that you went heavy on the, the robotics. Chris? So, me, I too went with leadership with my first pick, but I chose a leader with a moral compass and somebody that always does the next right thing, plus an almighty being, a god, if you will. Homelander from the boys, right? Simon, god of hairdos. (laughs) I went with Bizarro Homelander, which is Superman. Okay, that works. Yeah, so now I got a leader that's going to get everybody in line and rally the troops. Now I went out and got my wild card because I have my leader that is going to be able to keep him in check. So I went and got Wolverine. Plus, he has the greatest mutant power ever, the ability to heal himself, right? that's your team. That's my team. You already know. Flash also also has that ability, by the way, to heal himself. Okay, cool. Yeah, because he runs really, really fast. Because nope, yeah, he also it, has the so ability to heal will, himself. Because his his pizzas will never get cold. That's great. He we have a, he's like a he's like a you know foodie black. He's like a black hole, culinary black hole. Next, I figured I got a god. I got a wild card. It might behoove me to have somebody because if we scrapping, it might behoove me to have somebody that can manipulate the weather. So I went and got Storm from X Men. Mm-hmm. After that. Like Tony said, I needed some money. I needed some tech. Plus, this gentleman in the comic books has history with Storm, which is T'Challa, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. After that, this was a value pick because he was still on the board. I thought I chose Thor. Why not? He's the fucking god of thunder. But but not fat Thor. Not that you know in game Thor. Like you know pre game Thor. Up? Okay. Exactly. And then my last pick, man. I just went and got a badass chick in Rogue. Yeah, that's a hard team to beat. Come on, man. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Come on, man. This is what I told them. Go, go ahead, Drew. No, because I'm just saying, I know your team was already thrown up in the, the throwdowns. If you're not aware, I don't know if you saw their, their tweets yet. But, yeah, that I, I, I don't see how your team loses that one, Chris. 
No, and so, I too, and I saw that the margin was pretty wide when I laid cast my vote as well. But I mean, come on, man! And this is what I told them, Andrew. I told them in in our private uh, bandwagon nerds DM chat. I said, man, y'all chose way, way too many album cuts. Y'all went way too deep in the catalog. Too many B sides. Too many album cuts. I played the hits. I played the hits. What's well, not hits about my team? Your team is probably the closest to beating Chris's team because you you said you have Invincible on yours, right? Correct. From that uh that new Amazon Prime Indeed. show Invincible Indeed. of the same name? Indeed. Yeah, and that that comic series. So, that's basically Superman. Like just Superman's kid. Sort of. In a way, in a way if we're just pushing for equivalencies. So, it's close, shit. Like storm and and witch, that's close. Uh, fuck. Okay, this this is not an easy pick. Can I can I tell I you something, Andrew? Is, can man. I tell you something, Andrew? Love always yeah. prevails. Love always prevails, and the Flash is the paragon of love. The the only thing I could like I like I like Rogue's ability to just zap people's powers away, though. So I feel like if Rogue gets her hands on anybody. Like and vision sloppy as as much you know we've we've all seen enough of this stuff to know vision kind of can get snuck up on, and Thor can just overpower people even though vision can also just grab the hammer, so that's not really a problem when it comes to that if necessary Oy, this is a hard one if you're too okay How? so since, since I know three of the other ones since I know three of the other ones, I'm pretty sure your two should be the finals. Because I like both of your teams the best. Are you saying that maybe Platt and I should should just go, you know, total? We should. If you ever seen the the episode of The Office where Mike proposes to Holly, and and um, who is it? Andy and Daryl and Kevin play the board game Dallas. You guys seen that one? <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay, you did. You both laughed. So this is our version of Dallas Platt. We just turn it all around. Uh, by the way, our teams have decided to join forces, um, and we're going to defeat all three of your teams. Yeah, two against three, we're going to win. What do you think? I mean, you would. Like, I thinking it through, I like Chris's team a little more. Ah, I fucking hate you. Slightly. What? I, Sorry, I, like I didn't mean Storm that. Storm a little more than Witch. I like Superman a little more than Invincible, even though it's a push. Wolverine's healing the adamantine like that. It's it's all, it's all there. And Thor is just cool. And then Rogue, all she has to do is touch somebody and she wins. So like, unless the Flash you can, can make about. sure the Flash will make sure she doesn't touch anybody. Unless Superman grabs him, because we even saw it in the fucking no, movie that but... Superman's as fast as him. They had a fucking race and Vision. It's left up to Wanda and Vision you know, will be on Superman. Yeah, assuming he's not getting grabbed by Rogue or just distracted. No, or if, if Storm job. hits Witch, then Vision's going to... See, that, that's your biggest weakness right there. Is that I think if the, your biggest weakness Witch, is you're not Vision seeing my Vision. But yeah, well, have you heard about the ship of Thesis? Have you heard about the donkey of Tijuana? <laughs> oh, but no, I, I think Christ. after assessing it, I do like Chris's team a little better. But you two do have very solid fucking teams. Like I, it's a coin flip, but I like Chris's team better. 
whatever. And I didn't even have to bring up Panther. Okay. Like, just... I was going around everybody else aside from Black Panther, and he's got all of Wakanda stuff behind him, so come on, what the fuck? He's, he's basically Iron Man, so Iron Man's kind of pushed there, so. With yeah, more but vibranium. I, but I have Cyborg. That's great. End your point? Wrong. Yeah. Okay, Cyborg is the only person that was able to take over... Um, what what fucking planet is Superman from? For fuck's sake, uh, well, I can't remember this right Crypto. now. Krypton. Krypton. He's the only he's the only one that could infiltrate Kryptonian technology when he brought the spaceship back to life, so that they could bring Superman back to life. Okay, so are they really taking over his ship? How oh is Christ! Place? Come on now, Does this it have is to just take place this in is a just, spaceship for you to win. Total. Like, what is this? this is total anti-Tunny <laughs> bias right now. No, it's not, bro. I got two gods. I got unlimited resources and mention, vibranium. Not to I mention, got... if we really want to do it, Storm and and Thor, electricity, thunder, that's short what, circuits your robots. That, that, that's that's really what I was thinking about. Cyborg and Iron Man. We got somebody that can manipulate the weather and and the god of thunder. Like what the fuck? Do you mm-hmm. you realize Flash can manipulate the weather, right? You realize you Flash are such a Flash. You realize face. Flash can control you time, right? Superman is fucking Superman, right? I I also he have grown not to murder everybody. I That's also choice. <laughs> I also have grown ass men and women on my team. Okay, Barry Allen is is Andrew's age. No offense, Drew. I'll take it. <laughs> that was funny. That was All right, we can end there. That's a good point. You made a good point. You got a chance, Chris. Good for you. You got a chance, man. The chance. I'm about to win this shit, and the nerds are gonna be mad because I nah. beat them at their own game. I got but too Andrew, many. I got too many. Good folks know where they found you, sir. I, I got too, find you, sir. I, I got pardon. too many Twitter accounts to lose. Go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> I mean that that's fair. You're gonna have to make some duplicates, Chris. Maybe get Amber to vote. Oh, that's some bullshit. You about to manipulate the vote? You you you, you fuck you, Tony. That's I some mean, bullshit. Tony's team ain't even up yet, so at least as you know, as long. Is you guys go off on the finals? Sounds, that that's what it should be. Sounds like a cyborg kind of thing. Hey, flat, too bad. If only you had one. <laughs> wow. Fuck. Fucking a. All right. So IWC. Yeah. On got, the Twitter. Uh, there I, we go. Game on, motherfucker. Game on. <laughs> <laughs> Do the Twitter thing. Go to thechairshot.com. Read the articles. Read the stuff. Have fun. YouTube. Just have fun. Continue to to battle it out, superhero style. Go go. What do you mean you can't Someone record, Chris? Well, I created 37 Twitter accounts and it infiltrated all my technology and I can't do anything now. Oh, great. Well, Teddy, why don't you let the people know about you and your 36 Twitter accounts, okay? Well, I have one less Twitter account than Platt. You can find me at PCTunny <laughs> on the Twitter and the Facebook. I, I really just want to continue to encourage everybody to listen to the Chairshot Radio Network Go to any of your favorite streaming platforms and just put in Chairshot Radio Network. You're going to get three new shows every single day. We we literally have a dozen and a half shows a week, new content every single day, and, and just great personalities, sports entertainment and sports entertainment, Chairshot Radio Network and thechairshot.com. Always use your head. 
I try to. Tony, is one of your 36 accounts like Flash Facts too? Since you seem to love to tell everybody <laughs> the Flash can manipulate time and the Flash can make it rain when he wants to, and the Flash is half Cherokee, so he knows all of the dances to start not war and all this other stuff. Not, not <laughs> the Flash can get your pizza there in 30 minutes or less. You know, like that's, yeah, dude, 30, <laughs> I mean, three, that's true. 30, that, yeah. 30 milliseconds or less. <laughs> all jokes aside, though. Everything Tunney just said, other than that flash bullshit, but everything no, before true. that, it's a true story. I couldn't have said it better myself, man. Everything he said, it seconds it, man. We we've got a lot of cool ass content here at the Chair Shot, and just check it out, please and thank you, thank you and please. You all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. More importantly, if you you do appreciate the content we provide day in and day out, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. And I guarantee by perusing ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. While you are at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, you are going to find a shirt that you find aesthetically pleasing. I guarantee it. And even better than that, you're going to be be subliminal. Fuck, I fucked it. You're going to be supporting the movement known as thechairshot.com because always use your head and always remember thechairshot.com. We're not just a website. We're a movement, folks. I give me a 6.5 out of 10 because I flubbed it right there. But other than that, it was good. For the commissioner, PC Tunney, for Andrew Belaz, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Pod is War. We'll see you back here next week. Same Platt time. St. Platt Channel. Until then, shalom. Tether up off, we're gonna tether up off the mother sucker. Tether up off the sucker. Tether up off, we're gonna tether up off the mother sucker. Tether up off the sucker. Tether up off, we're gonna tether up off the mother sucker. Tether up off the sucker. Tether up off, we're gonna tether up off the mother sucker. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.